Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. Today's another AMA episode. That is, ask me anything. I love to answer your questions. If you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to Victor at VictorJM.com. That's Victor at VictorJM.com. This question comes from Ramon. He says, I'm a big fan of the podcast. I find it covers a range of interesting topics. It's well-researched and provides practical fact-based perspective that's informative and frankly refreshing in this day and age. Thank you for all the time, energy, and hard work you put into it. Well, thank you, Ramon, for the kind words. On to the question. I recently purchased a small multifamily property and I'm doing a renovation with a budget of about 300000 My contractor and I have a long relationship spanning more than 10 years and have successfully completed numerous projects together. At the beginning of the project, we defined a clear scope of work, timeline, and payment schedule. After getting off to a good start, we are now eight weeks behind schedule and I'm noticing some of the work is not up to his typical high-quality standard. I had a conversation with him about the issues and he said that he underbid the job and wasn't making any money. But despite that, he plans to honor the deal. He pointed out that many contractors would have just walked off the job in this situation. I believe that because he underbid the job, he's skimping on certain things and has a smaller crew than is required to speed up the process. As I see it, I've got three choices. Number one, let him finish the job, which will result in the project being perhaps another month behind schedule. Number two, I can increase the agreed upon price if he agrees to hire more people. And number three, I could fire him and hire a new contractor to finish, which would likely result in more delays. How would you approach this situation? Well, Ramon, this is a great question. It does happen that contractors do underbid projects, and when they do, they start taking steps to protect their profit margin. They use lower-cost labor. They start pulling quality out of your project and using cheaper materials. They slow down to preserve cash flow since they're going to be losing money. They'll do more of the work in-house with in-house labor instead of the proper subcontractor for a portion of the project. They will cut corners at every turn. Put yourself in their shoes. You would probably do the same thing. Even good people make mistakes. I don't think you should just let them finish the contract even on a slower schedule. I believe that the impacts will extend beyond just time. You will find quality and materials will be short of your expectations. If you fire the contractor, there will be costs to break the contract. The contractor will claim that they're owed money for work completed. And from there, you're going to bring a new contractor into the job. They will recognize that the job was underbid. They will make sure that they don't lose money, so you're definitely going to end up paying more. And by the time you put the project out to bid, you'll lose even more time, and you will definitely pay a lot more. If you don't agree to the amount owing to the previous contractor, you can expect a mechanics lien on the property, in which case both your lender and the new contractor will have a problem with the presence of a mechanics lien. I mean, think about it. Would a new contractor take on a project knowing that he might not get paid? So I would recommend the following. I recommend that you demand several items from your contractor. Number one, you require complete transparency on the scope of work. So he's going to have to open his books to you and show you everything that he had bid in the project. Number two, agree on a fixed profit margin for the GC. If their normal profit margin is, say, 10%, you're going to agree on a haircut for that number, maybe 5%, or better still, a fixed amount, and it won't be payable until the job is done. Number three, review the scope of work and get agreement on the pricing for all of the subs and the in-house labor. In-house labor would be treated the same as a subcontractor for the purpose of this exercise. And number four, 
you can at that time value engineer any of the finishes and make material trade-offs yourself. I don't know the details of your project, so I'll just throw out some ideas for you to explore. You might choose a less expensive flooring material. You might eliminate the trench drain in the showers for a lower cost center drain. You could choose a lower cost granite for the kitchen counters or lower cost windows. If you've got structural steel, you could find a wood beam alternative that might be cheaper. And while there might not be a huge difference in material cost, it eliminates another subcontractor and the resulting scheduling complexity. You can also look to get bids from other lower cost subcontractors. For example, I recently hired a high volume commercial drywall company and they were half the price of anybody else. These are all things that can be done, but you should be part of that discussion now rather than being a victim of the choices made by the contractor to protect the contractor's profit. You could ultimately end up paying more, but you can also recover some of those costs in a value engineering exercise. Unfortunately, this is a common problem and one that doesn't have an easy solution. It will require you digging deep into the details of the project and making a number of financial choices that will put the project back on track. Hopefully this has been useful advice for you. I want to thank you, Ramon, for an excellent question. And as you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.